You would think he'd wear four or five. Oh, someone didn't give it to him, right? Yes. Do you guys know who did? The dude with the face. face. Who's the face guy? The face guy? <laughs> yeah, oh. he's got the face. So before, Harry, while you're Harry thinking Maguire? about Harry Maguire, what? While you're thinking about center back, Phil, Phil something? Yeah. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. <laughs> the face Phil Jones. <laughs> the face guy. On today's footy corner, a caneless Tottenham shocked the defending champs as Pep is outdone by Nuno again. Liverpool and Chelsea roll out academic 3-0 victories in sharp and impressive fashion, showing why they are title contenders. Man United shit pump leads for a second straight year. Brentford embarrass Arsenal, and Mikel Antonio becomes West Ham's all-time leading Premier League scorer. Along with the typical predictions and gambling corner, next. And we are back on the footy corner. We don't quite have a panel episode, but we do have a few co-hosts today. Uh, We'll start just a few floors below me right now. Arine, how's everything going there? Everything's going good. Um, I don't... um, Damn, since the last time we had a show is Portugal. So I already miss Portugal. I already miss being with the lads and everything, even though my trip was very short-lived. It was a great time. Back to reality, but not such a bad one because we're in Chicago. So not, you know. Um, But yeah, nonetheless, the Premier League started. Liverpool won and uh, all is well in the world. So, uh, well, actually, no, all is not well in the world. (laughs) Goodness me. um, In the soccer world. uh, Yeah, in the soccer world. So let's let's keep going. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And with that said, we'll go to another member of the Portugal crew that was that was there. Uh, also back now, back in Indy uh, area, Brian, how's everything going? Mari. 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 <laughs> Things are going great, mate. Yes. Yeah, I wish I was back in Portugal with you, but uh, it is what it is. Back to life, back to real life. Yeah, it was, it was a hell of a time. So for those, um, we'll, I mean, we'll just, we might get to it a little more later with our soccer experience, but yeah, it was a, it's an incredible time. It was massive scenes. Um, there was a Zoom link sent out. I, I think a few people were, were able to see the, the scenes. There were scenes outside of that as well, um, including including Arine making it, but his luggage not, but we sorted that out. <laughs> man, man killed it on the officiating. So if you guys ever need uh, any officiating needs. I'd um, say they hit up you first. I think you're a little better. I think you're better. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, so <laughs> We're available for that. Uh, Brian killed the, uh, the ushering segment. Oh yeah, I told people where to go. Yes, I'm correct. That. No one ended up in the water, so that was good. <laughs> All thanks to me. You're welcome. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> I think it went smooth, and it was fun. Yes. Time. So yeah, much. Uh, I, I tell everyone, Madeira, good time. Head over there. Yes, um, go to Madeira. And we might talk. Yeah, we might talk about the club later. We'll get into the Premier League. It's back. Um, even though we Ooh, were gone, finally. it happened. Uh, it's exciting. We have fans back. I know they were yes. kind of back at the end of last year, but I, I'll admit, I only saw one match live without noise. But when I saw match of the day and I heard the crowd, I could now see what some of you guys were telling me in text that the Premier League is back, even though yes. I'm taking a mulligan this week. It was I'm a great, <laughs> not to rub it in, but it was a great week to watch. Yeah. Um, I guess if you weren't like an Arsenal fan, I know you're not happy. With, <laughs> but I, I think it was a very entertaining week. 
So yeah. it's a good, good, uh, good episode. I, I can appreciate that. Don't, and I will, I will sit back now, now that I'm not as angry, I'll appreciate that. But for me, soccer started today when Pacos beat Tottenham. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's, let's start with another guy who might've had a rough week. Jeff Paris, his team loses. Uh, He's gone missing. Has he been found or? <laughs> he showed up on Twitter for a little bit. Cause he thought uh, <laughs> uh, Ruben Diaz should be a uh, player of the year. Again, way for player of the year, even though he wasn't nominated. We will. We another will city player that. was, but yeah, sorry. Jumping no, no, ahead good. here. That's good. I, I think I've heard a little bit from him, but I, in that chat, he's gone. We'll see. Uh, Tottenham lose or Tottenham wins over Man City 1 0. Son with the goal, as you know, everyone would have probably predicted if you're going to pick a goal score for them. Uh, we'll start, you know, before really getting into the match, City with the slow start. It, you know, Jeff is not concerned. He's actually mentioned this before. They had a slow start last year. Is is Are they a team that's going to be okay doing that before we get into the thick of the match starting out like this? Yeah. It doesn't – yeah, losing the first game of the season won't matter. Away to Tottenham where they've – I'm sure everyone has seen it, but they've played three games there. They've mm-hmm. had like 58 shots on goal or shots or something and scored zero goals. <laughs> which is just wild. That's um, bananas. I don't think those numbers are exactly accurate other than the zero goals, but um, yeah, they'll be fine. They lost last year to Tottenham and they won the league easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not too worried about city's chances based on that result. Cause I mean, watching the highlights, they, they were, they were hammering city or they were hammering Spurs early in the game. Um, just got unlucky. Didn't, didn't finish it. Um, but it, the game really could have gone either way. So it, it's not, it's not a result to base your whole season outlook on. Right. And this is a team also, I looked at, you know, when you look at who started for them coming off euros, coming off Copa, whatever the reasons were, De Bruyne was on the bench. Gabriel Jesus was on the bench. Bernardo Silva was on the bench. Stones and Walker. You think, yeah. As you guys mentioned last year, Nathan Ake was a liability. He, he did fluff up quite a few, a uh, few moments in the back, yeah. as did Mendy a little bit. Some guys that generally aren't regulars. Um, so now we go, I guess, to the match. They did squander quite a few chances. As Brian mentioned, early in the match, they had two or three great chances. I think Mares had one on a Sterling cross. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I believe... Jao Cancelo. Yeah, Cancelo had a he great had a couple chance good in the chances. box, too. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they didn't, take, they didn't take their chances. They peppered the net, but we've seen... In some other matches this week, you could put as many shots on or off goal. Um, if you can't capitalize, a team like Tottenham will come and strike back. Arine, you said you were impressed with Tottenham in one of the chats I was in. Uh, do you want to elaborate kind of on, on what you saw when you were watching the match? Yeah, so you think with everything going on that they'd be kind of in shambles, you know, and, and they have a new manager, so implementing a new system, so you're just like, this is probably going to be a shit show. Um, you're without your, your best player, um, your number nine. Mm-hmm. And you got a new coach, new system, and they were passing. It, it was like roles reversed. It was like you were watching what Man City should have been. Um, and I don't know if it was just the team getting together or if Nuno knows what he's doing with the first team because uh, he knows what he's doing with the first team. I don't think he knows what he's doing with whatever squad played today. But <laughs> I lost to Ferraro Roche. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but shout out Ashton's Cake, by the way. Ferraro yeah. Cake. Um, but – um, so yeah, I kind of disagree on the, uh, the whole panic situation. I think Man City should be panicking 
And I, <laughs> I am partially playing devil's advocate, but then again, I'm looking at the Premier League as a whole this season. And you're, I'm looking at so many like freaking strong sides. Like I think years before this, if you bring me this Liverpool side, I'd be like, we're winning the league. But now I'm looking around and it's just like, holy shit, every team is stacked, has a good manager, has a good mix of youth, experience, um, all catch fire. So it's like, how many losses can you afford if you want to win the Premier League season? Like realistically, it's probably five. Like, honestly, you probably get five losses. And to start off with, uh, with one right off the bat against, I mean, it's not a terrible loss. I mean, I guess it's a loss you'll take if you're getting those lo- like couple losses, but it's just not ideal way you want to start. So, like, thinking from now to the end of the season, to think that you can only afford, like, three, four losses when you are still got to play another game against Tottenham, Chelsea, two games, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, like, you're not given many mulligans. And you guys brought it up perfectly. Like there were opportunities, right? And who usually is in charge of putting away opportunities on a team? It's the number nine, right? So and I know the whole false nine thing, you know, that with City is a possibility. But I think if this year you want to win the league, if you're Man City, I think you're going to have to have a number nine, especially because you're without Sergio Aguero. Gabriel Jesus is not... I mean, he's good, but I don't think he's that t- top tier player. Let's be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So they yep. need Harry Kane. So after this game, you got to think, what's Tottenham saying now? Are they raising the price? <laughs> they, are yeah. they saying, all right, now, fuck it. Like, you know, ball's in Tottenham's court now. Like, City, City needs Kane. And now they're going to these alternatives that <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw in the chat, but Jeff... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff pegged this guy as the next Georgia Samaras, some lad from Fiorentina. That's not going <laughs> to cut it, bro. That's a big step down. So in my honest opinion, if City don't get Harry Kane, I don't – because they have injury troubles. No matter how good KDB is, this is a lingering problem. I don't care what anyone says. And, I, look, I've seen Daniel Sturridge follow this. You know, these, these, these knocks, they carry on. There's no way they're winning the league with how good Chelsea is, with how good United is. And with how good Liverpool is with all their, with all everyone that they've gotten back and picked up at all these teams, um, all with comfortable managers. Um, so yeah, no, this is panic. Cause you can only afford a couple more losses. You don't have a solid number nine, you know, it's all in turmoil right now, honestly, over there. Um, and I'm still just not sold on that defense. I don't care what anyone says. I'm still <laughs> just not sold on it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's my whole synopsis, but um, who knows when KD becomes back? Is he going to be 100%, you know? These are the questions we got. And I think they're going to be relying on Grealish to really shine this year if they want to if they want to make that title run without Harry Kane, if I'm being honest with you. So you did address a couple things I, I do, I do want to bring up. So KDB did show up, I guess, late in the game. But, yeah, you're right. They, they're going to need him to play really well. I mean, he doesn't show up in big games anyway, right? So There you go. Uh, I was waiting for that. So that is, a, that is a big issue. The number nine position, you know, you can only go so long. And even last year when they kind of did it, they, I mean, they still had Sergio Aguero on the books. You know, exactly. they, that it, it goes awry that he could bring him in. Now, Gabby Jesus uh, will probably get some shots here. But you have to think they're going to dip their toes in for – Harry Kane is the obvious answer. I mean, it doesn't seem like it can go on for him at Tottenham, which we'll get into in a second here. I, I did hear today. I don't know if you guys heard this. I saw, I, I don't know where the player would go, 
that uh, Lewandowski apparently wants a new challenge out of Iron Munich. <laughs> but the man's about to turn, I think, 34 or 30. So like, I, and Byron's like, well, we won't sell him for less than like a hundred million. So who's going to buy that kind of a, you know, that old. And here's, that's and here's my Spanish team. Yeah. <laughs> so and here's my, here's my thing with, with Man City. At what point is Tottenham going to keep raising the price and is, at one point, the city is just going to be like, all right, fuck this. We're just going to move gears to, to Holland. I think mm-hmm. everyone in the right mind can say long term and maybe even now, um, I think now, I think Holland is is the best striker or the second best striker in the world behind maybe Lewandowski, number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anyone banging goals better than him, maybe than Diego Yoda. But like, other than that, like... I- <laughs> I'm just joking. I knew that was going to happen, but um, I just let no, it go. That no, that's just that's just honestly what I think. Um, do you guys think that City needs Harry Kane to win the title, or do you think they could pull this whole false nine thing off um, and still do it with the competition they got this year? No, they need him. They they need a number nine. It was evident, like you said, in this game, and 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 I do think those other three teams are so good this year that city can't do what they did last year. They can't get off to that slow of a start. They can't afford not finishing these chances that they had in, in, you know, in such a large amount. And Ferran Torres is going to be a great player, but I don't think he's a, he's a striker. He's a false nine that you can just put up there and he's going to take care of business. So uh, yeah, I think they gotta, they gotta go for Kane, but you're right. Daniel Levy has to be careful because if he overprices Harry Kane, there, there are other people that city can say, Here's 130 million, maybe not 150. Erling Holland, like you said, or even yeah. if they want to go for Lewandowski, if he's really available, <laughs> um, or or any other striker that's out. I mean, I'm sure I don't know about that Serbian lad or Bosnian or whatever that guy was yeah. just talking about. But just um, that he's the next Georges Samaras, and literally Georges Samaras only had two good seasons, and that was in the Scottish Premier League. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so <laughs> so City has a City has a number nine problem. So. I just want to say real quick on Kane. I think, I think Man City need Kane more than Tottenham do. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Because yeah. here's my reasoning: Tottenham will not finish higher than third with Kane, and they won't finish higher than third without him. They just won't finish higher than third, whether they have him or not. And That's I don't true. think they'll finish lower than seventh with or without him. They think lower than seventh is possible. Uh, okay, fair enough. But eighth, they could finish eighth with him too. That's true. They've they've proven in the past when Kane gets injured that they they can succeed with with Son up top, um, or kind of a sometimes they'll do a false nine with Lucas Mora or something. Yeah. Um, but like you guys are saying, City have a number nine problem, and I don't I don't think their Gabriel Jesus isn't the solution the long-term permanent solution. You can't have Ferran Torres up top like you did this game. No. That's a false yeah. nine or whatever. That that <laughs> doesn't work. And sure, things will change when they get their players back, but, you know, De Bruyne and <coughs> Silva and all them. But, yeah. So that's why I think City just get out the credit card, pay whatever it is. You need Harry Kane, get Harry Kane. Yeah. So, so that's I, a good, Holland yeah. is not – Holland isn't leaving this year. Uh-huh. If he was, Chelsea would have bought him. So he's yeah. not leaving. Like he's he's literally priceless. Dortmund will not sell him. Lewandowski, I don't know if you can get him, get him over Kane. But 
Kane is a realistic option. Get out the credit card, put yeah. on your big boy pants, and buy him. Whatever, whatever Tottenham asks. I mean, at this, at this point, I mean, I don't know what the asking price is. My guess it's like 120 to 140 mil now. And that's 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 getting towards the little ridiculous amount. So Man City is fucked, I would say, within that scenario. Um but who else do they need to buy? They don't need to buy anyone else. They don't they just need KDB just guys to get healthy and grailish to kind of get used to everything and get in form. And he will. Yeah. I, I think, think he, I, I'm confident in him um, finding his form because he's someone that when, when you watch the game, he made mistakes. But instead of kind of like laying back or just having a bad game, he kept asking for the ball. And yeah. in my opinion, that's a sign of someone that's probably. He's that, yeah, he's that type of player. Yeah. So it actually brings me to his opener. I was well before we get to Kane and Tottenham side of things. What did you guys think of Grealish in the in his opener for for Man City? <laughs> Um, Did you think I mean, me being the big Jack Grealish guy, this was very painful for me to see because um, he literally could have gone to like any other team, maybe besides United, and I would have been fine with it. Um, but um, I think it was kind of a rougher game, to be honest with you. I think he had some, you know, he lost the ball here and there or whatever, but he did draw a lot of fouls, which kind of became a meme almost because nothing obviously came out of those fouls. But I mean, he was doing what he does and, and He's just getting used to everything, and he kept wanting the ball. So I think he'll get he'll get used to everything. But I don't think he was particularly, you know, a standout that game. If I'm being it, as he was, it's, it's his first game on a brand new team. Yeah, like he he's still getting into the swing of things. He's getting used to a new coach, new teammates, just a, a new environment. I, I'm not going to put too much stock on one bad. And it wasn't even too bad of a game. It wasn't that yeah. bad. Yeah, you, you can see that there's there's something there, and it's it's gonna get better. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something about him falling and flopping about in a city city uniform was less innocent than when he did it for Aston Villa. <laughs> yeah, that's say. true. Because uh, you guys know, I I've always I, I mean I do I will say he does get fouled. I, I will admit, yeah. but I think he, he falls a lot. He I don't know. Sometimes he jumps a little too easy for my liking. But anyway, um, but I mean that new rules being implemented with the I think right with the with the with the refs this year in the premier league they're uh, letting that's those kind of kind of play on so that's true so we'll see how that comes out now moving on to the tottenham side of things we covered city i think a bit tottenham big win for them uh, much needed we did talk a little bit about how they would be without kane possibly he was back in training on tuesday he's registered for the europa conference squad but it, i mean as our Arian mentioned earlier he definitely wasn't in that team today that played uh Ferrero rocher and got, got stomped <laughs> um <laughs> I will, I will say this. So, um, so you guys think Tottenham will ultimately be somewhat okay without, without came from what you saw. Now, is that, is that a result? And I have a theory. You think that's a result of the system they have now with Nuno or do you think that could have been the case before as well? Um, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't think Brian, <laughs> Brian's maybe gone for a poo. I don't know, but so. um, I think um, there he is. I think He's on he actually is going for a poo. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Not a poo, not a poo. Oh, I think Nuno, tinkle. since he got appointed, maybe had been preparing for this. I think he had been, call me, maybe he hasn't, but I think he's been preparing for life without Harry Kane. So I think maybe during their training session, I mean, they had training sessions without him. So they had 
time to kind of get used to things without him. And um, as Brian said, I mean, it's not like they did terrible without him in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think I, it's I, those both. I, I would say on any other team, like imagine what they can buy, like what kind of squad depth they can buy with the funds that they get from Harry Kane, but it's Tottenham when they sold <laughs> Gareth Bale. Uh, they didn't get a whole lot, so they Lancaster. really just got Christian Erickson. I don't Erickson, know, yeah. one good guy, yeah, and zero trophies, yeah. Um, yep. so but I mean, there's there's always a possibility that they, they can turn that Harry Kane money into something else that can help them compete, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. From seeing seeing kind of what I saw in the in the and I'll admit I saw match of the day because I only really saw one game in full because of travel, but I will say this about. Uh, Tottenham and, and kind of a conclusion I came to watching that and thinking about them a little bit. Do you remember Wolves a couple seasons ago when they were like sixth or seventh or whatever they were? Do you guys remember they came? Yeah, up? two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had all those players still before they had to sell, you know, Jota and Doherty and, uh, you yeah. know, this guy and that guy. This Tottenham team, I, I just feel like they're going to be like that Wolves team. And if you remember that Wolves team, they beat some really good teams. Maybe it's not some really bad teams. Yep. And I think Tottenham is going to have the same, they're going to have the Nuno fingerprint because you saw in this match, they kind of were good at defending and staying back. They did give up a few good chances early, but once they were settled, they held up pretty well. I think player like Tanganga, who we make fun of in the past, actually did pretty well defensively for himself. And you saw that Son, Mora, and um, who was the other lad running amok up top? Bergwijn. Yeah. Yeah. They Bergwijn were, had a hell of a game, by the way. They were just moving so well. They were missing a sitter, but yeah. Yeah. Other than that, though, he I think he played really well. Yeah. But but it reminded me of those of those Wolves teams that would just kind of play so structured and then you know go up top and hit you hit you on the counter. Now I wonder yeah. against a, against a, a team that sits back also will it work? So is Tottenham going to be that Wolves team again? So just something I think for people to watch for. I, that I have that feeling yeah. going to be like Wolves were two, three years ago, but yeah, I can't argue with that. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the match? I have a few, few little fun tidbits actually. Um, Pep has actually lost more away games against Spurs uh, in all competitions um, than any other opponent away from home. That's five. And Brian, you made mention of how wow. bad they've been against Tottenham lately <laughs> in Tottenham Hotspur saying that's pretty wild. They're also, the that, that includes a champions league semifinal. Oh quarter, yeah, or quarterfinal, quarterfinal because they beat Ajax. Ajax yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. That's true. And they're also the third uh, Premier League champs to be beaten to start the season. Can you guys name the other two? Uh, Chelsea, I think. Yes, Chelsea. they lost uh, in 2018 to Crystal Palace. Yes, Chelsea in the, in the 17-18 season. Yeah. Or they're the 17-18 champs, right? Maybe no, they were 16-17 champs and yeah. lost in 17-18. And the other one was yeah. pretty recent as well then. So Chelsea's one of them. Who's the other team that won a title and lost their own thing? Leicester. No, it was Leicester. It was Leicester. Yep. Leicester yeah. City in 16-17. So that's it. And only one team has lost their opener and gone on to win the league. Can you name that one team? Probably United. Yes. And they did it three times. So. Yeah, I was going to say they won like nine years in a row once. So it's, yeah. 
anyway, so just some fun facts to look at. I thought those were pretty cool, um, but we'll see how City get out of it. Tottenham, I think, will be interesting to watch. Also, um, note the fact that uh, full stadium, and I got—I know you're not big on Tottenham, but I mean that atmosphere was rocking. Yeah, um, I'll admit it. it was. It was. Yeah. I'll admit that. That's true. Uh, so let's move to another team. I think that was quite impressive. Maybe one of the most impressive teams of the of the week. Perhaps we'll see if it's a false prophecy. Manchester United five, Leeds one. Bruno Fernandes. So I talked to some our wedding planner, and I was like, "Is it Fernandes?" <laughs> Um, Fernandes. There's a small, Fernandes. yeah, Fernandes. Uh, had a hat trick, Greenwood, and and then Fred. You know when Fred's scoring? <laughs> yeah. When Fred's scoring Fred. goals, that's a day. I didn't know he still played for them, bro. Fred, the look <laughs> on his face when he scored, he like he couldn't believe that he actually scored a goal. It was <laughs> hilarious. It also, was, he's only 28. Like I know, only, I feel like he's been around. You know, probably because yeah. of pedo Fred. We're so used to pedo Fred. Wait, was there a P- wait, Pedo Fred play for who did Pedo Fred? Pedo Fred? I just remember him from Brazil. I don't think he played for anyone uh, notable in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, Brazil's number nine on, until Firmino and Jesus yeah. came some, for some weird reason. Um, I will say Leeds's goal, which equalized the match from Luke Ayling, was a was a cracker, it was a wild strike. Um, yeah, also Ayling, former Arsenal Academy guy, just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> Paul Pogba, I want to mention this first. Paul Pogba had four assists in this match. Uh, the question is, is France Paul Pogba back for United? And if so, is it because he is, or is it because of his position? Because if you look where he was played, he was actually played out on the left wing and he was in front of Fred and McTominay. Is that the key to unlocking him? Or, or what's the deal you there you think with Paul Pogba? Can we expect this all year? I think you can expect more this year than, than last year. Mm-hmm. with him yeah um, I, I don't know if it's it's not going to be four assists a game but <laughs> it'd be wild yeah um, and, and so nice. i don't think he's gonna he's not gonna play out left out wide all season he, he, they're gonna bring him in more more central but did did fred come on for mctominay or did they both start they both started and they started with pogba out left bruno in the middle and um, James, Daniel James, Daniel James on the right, yeah. which was interesting. Which we'll we'll see. My guess is we'll see Jane Sanchez. Well, where's Where's yeah. Greenwood then? Up top, number nine. Greenwood was Greenwood. On, okay, and Martial was on the bench. Yeah, he he came on eventually, but so there's a four two three one. I, I think depending on the team, you know, they might not need as much defensive cover. Well, I don't know what they were thinking with Leeds, but um, I guess Beelzebal they were scared of, so they had McTominay and Fred there. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they would they would only have one or the other for most games and Pogba in the middle. But do but, you think the reason Pogba played so well is because he didn't have as much defensive duties to yeah, worry it could about? Be. Yeah, it's true. Like, because opened he was, up a little bit, and we've seen glimpses of passes like that before, but never that array in in such a yeah, it, it, short span. His vision was was insane. <laughs> it was nuts. He's, he's yeah. the seventh different player to register four assists in a single Premier League match and the first United player uh, to do that. So You know, you just got to keep him happy and motivated. Honestly, he's one of yeah. those guys, and um, he's a modern-day soccer player. So, But he's got a very emotional guy. You know, he likes to he, – he, he needs to be felt – you know, the Yayo Torre, you need to get him the birthday cakes. You need to, <laughs> you to make him feel the love because um, the moment, you know, things start crumbling and crashing down, he's going to play like shit. But I think on his day, 
honestly, on his day, I think he's the best center mid in the Premier League. So easily. I mean, he he wins aerial battles. He's his dribbling is great. His vision's insane. His passing, as we just saw with four assists, is is ridiculous. So um and his shot, if his shots are like how they were at Juve still, I mean, I feel like we haven't seen a Pogba long shot in forever. I actually know we did yeah. with France um, in the Euros, I think, maybe. Yeah, I think he had an insane long shot. Yeah. So, man, yeah, on his day, man, he's so fucking fun to watch. Yeah. So, so I mean, coming from a Liverpool fan. So. <laughs> so at the footy corner, too, I want to know from uh, the others maybe listening, do you think Paul Pogba's potential resurgence is due to positioning or is this going to continue um, does he need pampering? So uh, you guys heard it here at the footy corner too. The other thing I want to mention, Bruno Fernandes obviously got a hat trick. I want to send him an apology. None of them were via the pen. So that was <laughs> yep. impressive. Uh, and also I highly regret not having him on my fantasy team. Apparently I was only one of like four people in the entire world. And that <laughs> made my week even worse after that personal result. Um, but he's the first man United player to score a hat trick on the opening day of the league since Lou McCarry. Uh, versus Birmingham in 77, 78. I wasn't going to make you guys guess that because... Um, hey, I got a question for you guys. Yes. You're building a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you have two options. Just You can only have one of these guys on your team. Are you picking Ronaldo or Bruno Fernandez? Currently? Like right now? Today yes. Then? Oh. yes. So like Ronaldo's 30, whatever, and Bruno is... 30. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm taking Bruno. It depends Ronaldo's on the, got like the team left. and what you're trying to do. No, Ronaldo's got like two years left, man. Well, are you trying to win now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, let's just say you're heading into a tournament. I'm still going to go with Bruno because I think what he's done in the Premier League has been ridiculous the last year and a half. He's so good now. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to apologize for making fun of him. I mean, overall body of work, I'm going to say Ronaldo's. Yeah, you just player. went to Madeira, too. That's you just kind got of married in you, isn't Ronaldo's it? hometown. What a slap in the face. Man, it's no, Judas, isn't it? One of the best of all time. But right Didn't... now, today, if you told me, I will take I will take Bruno. Because let's say my team starts losing. You know Ronaldo's going to start throwing his armband around like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it. Or like if he doesn't score the goal, he's going to be upset. I'm going with Bruno right now. Today, I'm taking Bruno. Granted, I'm giving up a lot of money and gate revenue because people will come for Ronaldo. Well, no, let's just focus on winning success. Yeah, I'm That's taking it. Bruno. Why well, I'll, take, I'll take Ronaldo. Okay. Why are you taking Ronaldo, mate? <laughs> just because uh, I drank the Kool-Aid in Madeira. There you go. His bus <laughs> puncha. He drank the puncha. The puncha. Yeah, the puncha. His face was all over the airport, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leeds. Uh, you know, so impressive stuff from United, which we can talk about a little more here at the end. Leeds, are they in trouble or is this just indicative of their style? Like they did, if you think about it, against Man United in the same fixture last season, they lost six to two. So yeah. is it just that they don't match up against United? Well, I will say they didn't have Calvin Phillips and it was pretty obvious in the midfield. There was a bunch of like pinball shit passing. I've never seen Leeds play so unorganized as I did in like that 10 minute span that they gave up all those goals. Um, yeah, that was wild. Like I just yeah. had the game on in the background. It's like, just look up. Oh shit. Another goal yeah. scored. Yeah. So are you worried for leads or do you think they'll figure it out? I'm not too worried. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They're missing. Their I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They were missing their best player first game. I mean, it's the same team. And I think this Leeds team is, um, 
they're definitely going to stay up in my opinion. So, right. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, the last thing I want to mention about United, they did march out. It was funny because they marched out for Ron before the match and they made it official later. So that was, that was already going on. You're up five, one. You're, <laughs> it's funny. Cause they're able to bring on Jaden Sancho up five to one. That's the guy they have coming off the bench Yeah, um, at five, one, which is kind of scary. I did want to mention though, did you guys notice when he was revealed? Do you know what number Rafael Varane is going to wear for United? I did not see that. You have a guess. What was well, you? I, I saw it in the outline of the episode, so <laughs> oh, that's oh, a guess. Shit. Like but four what? or something? Four or five? You would think he'd wear four or five. Oh, someone didn't give it to him, right? Yes. Do you guys know who did it? The dude with the face. face. Who's the face guy? The face guy? Yeah, oh, he's got the face. So before, Harry, while you're Harry thinking Maguire? about... Harry Maguire? Well, no. no. While you're thinking about... Ron, he's a center back. Phil? Phil something? Yeah. Phil Jones. Phil Jones. <laughs> the face Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> the face guy. So Veron wears number... I think it's uh, it was number four for... I'd like to say it was for France, right? That he wears four... But for Madrid, he couldn't. He had to wear five. Um, but he he tried because it's blocked by um, Sergio Ramos when he was in yeah. the um, So that's why he wore five. But four is his main number. So he comes in the United, goes to get number four. Uh, but apparently Phil Jones will not will not give it up. Fucking well, Phil Jones. Not only did Phil Jones not give up the number four, he apparently <laughs> has turned down the offer of a testimonial at the club. <laughs> so, And he says he doesn't Jesus. care that he's the fifth choice center back. Um, that said, then Veron asked uh, Ahmad Diallo, who wore the number 19 last year, and he gladly swapped uh, for number 16. So, <laughs> yeah. Phil Jones has blocked Veron to the number. I, initially, I thought he said that, like, Veron has to earn his number. It's like, bro, this guy has won everything that <laughs> win. What do you mean? You're Phil oh, Jones. This, this World Cup Champions League La Liga winner needs to earn number four. That's right. What has Phil Jones ever done? That that's wild. So winner, would you guys agree? Winner of the week was United in terms of uh, how well they played and their status, or would you pick who do you pick? Because I think the real options are really Tottenham or United. Who yeah, I'd say pick? Tottenham just because they won the big game. I'd, I'd agree with right. that. All right, with all the odds against them, pretty much. Yeah, and like that's the whole. True. It was like a it was like a book. It was kind of crazy how it happened. So no one thought they'd win. We'll move to another team that had a bit of a storybook. Uh, Entrance into the Premier League. Congratulations to Brentford. Two nothing winners over uh, Arsenal. The only Your boys. I did watch. Yeah. You know what? My my other boys though. So I mean, I, yeah. I am like on another hand, I am happy for Brentford. And I do want to get into them because they deserve credit for how they played um, and for how their stadium was. Um, I heard from people it was rocking, and I saw later on, obviously, uh, Canos and Norgard with their goals. Um, they have a few players that we're going to get to start knowing as the season goes on. I want to start with Arsenal though, real quick. How much trouble are Arsenal in? This was the first game of the season. They're next to against Chelsea and Manchester City. So they're staring down the barrel of zero points in the first three games, potentially. Um, how much trouble are they in? And how much time do you think Arteta has if things start going awry? I think he has till October. Okay. Yeah. Got, I mean, the next two games are going to be tough, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't put past Arsenal to beat Chelsea this week. It's possible. They've given Chelsea trouble lately, but I, yep. I'm going to tell you this, with the team that they marched out, a lot of people look at that lineup and say that's the worst Arsenal 11 they may have ever seen in their yeah. lives. 
Uh, yeah, we'll get to Arsenal Chelsea later, but yeah, Just something some something side note that bothers me a lot when I see people like Manchester United got Varane for like 30, 40 mil and look what, you know, look what uh, Arsenal got for 50 when they got um, Ben White. Ben White. Ben White. Yeah. Well, first of all, we don't know 100% of his capabilities and we can't judge him off that one game. Second yeah. of all, which he had a rough one. <laughs> I really hope they're just like Jeff Paris joking, like where it's kind of like, you know, we, we know why, but it's like, bro, one team's in Champions League, one isn't. Like, that's that's literally what it is. If you put Arsenal in Champions League and you put United where Arsenal is, Arsenal would be getting Varane. Like, that's how it is. So, mm-hmm. um, if I see those memes one more time and see, like, some nine-year-old from freaking, I don't know, some random place in the world think he knows thinks he knows everything, like, it's just fucking annoying. So, that's just yeah. a side note I'm going to say. Well, and the other thing, too, is t- touching on that is wages – Varane is getting much higher wages. So actually he costs more. If you look at the overlay of the contract, they're paying Varane two times, at least two times more than Ben White, because Ben White's coming from Brighton. Arsenal didn't have to pay him much more than he was getting. And and Ben White is an England international. Like it's not, it's not a joke. Like this guy's on a really good international team. So, and he did it being on fucking Brighton. So you try sticking out in Brighton and uh, come to me. So To, to, to cap that off, I want to tell everyone the story. Well, I won't tell them the story, but this reminds me a bit of, I know I'm bringing City in this, John Stones. Remember when John Stones signed for City? It was a little rough at the beginning. He's a young player. I think you got to give Ben White some time. And actually, just speaking of their performance overall, when I re-looked at, you know, I watched the, the match, I re-looked at some of the, the match of the day. I, I know I relived that nightmare. I mean, they weren't they weren't horrendous. They were just, I mean, they were they were late to second balls. They They were a team that, played with a little less energy, but they had, they had some movement. They had some chances. It's just that lineup, that lineup's not good enough. You, you put out there, you know, we found out today that Aubameyang and Lacazette, they're out because they had COVID. Uh, ha- uh, William had COVID. Uh, Runerson, it was four or five players that actually. There was rumors that Aubameyang was upset and that's why he's out of the, he was out of the lineup. Is that right? False? Well, that's what people were saying up until today, a report came out that they had COVID. Um, and for even uh, bring up this week's match, um, and no one yeah. knew until the team released that information literally like four or five hours ago. Um, right. They were saying that Lacazette is still out, feeling unwell. But Aubameyang has tested negative and they're going to assess him in training before he might play against Chelsea. Well, I think I know it's kind of keep, you know, I think another bright spot on that team. And I know I ripped on him for taking the number 10, but you saw glimpses there. Played well. Of Smith Rowe <laughs> and his turns. Yeah. He's very fast and he can, he turns really well, which is something I, I don't know why I, I have a really, I get fascinated about. Maybe it's cause it's something that <laughs> I've never really been the greatest at and try to, <laughs> it's just turning the ball like very fancy and, and tricky so that you could successfully do it and find the person he, and he's a good dribble, man. He's, he has a lot of raw, raw ability that can develop into something special to be honest. And then I feel shitty for saying, for making fun of him like oh, two weeks ago. Well, no, that's fine. I mean, that's what I'm hoping people find out. Cause you remember when it happened, I was like, I was pumped and you're like, dude, why are you pumped about this? I'm like, mate, I've watched this guy. He he's got it in him. The problem with this team was Callum chambers should probably not be playing on this team. Yeah, anymore. They need a whole new defense, bro. I mean, Pablo Marie is never healthy. I mean, like he was healthy today, but he, I don't know, bro. Pablo Marie is, is, is garbage. They need Garbalish back in there. <laughs> uh, and I will say this, 
the Arsenal players I'll give credit to. Tierney played really well, in my opinion. Smith Rowe played really well, in my opinion. And when Saka came on, he played well. Outside of that, Balogun looked lost. Obviously, a player playing in his first Premier League match. I thought Martinelli looked a lot less sharp than he normally would. He played a pretty poor match. So I'm not uh, going to lie. When I saw that Lokanga lad playing, I was trying to figure out who the hell he was. And when I saw the name, I was like, oh, God, it's it's that bad. (laughs) Like, who is this lad, bro? Like, they just signed some random, like, like some random lad. Like, well, he was the captain of of Anderlecht, and he'll be good in time, but he's young. This is I never even know they got him. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't supposed to be playing. It's because Thomas Party was injured. So you did mention, you did say. Captain Anderlecht? You did, yeah. He was was Anderlecht's captain. Yeah. He was Anderlecht's captain. He's going to be good, but but it was a bit too early, I think, for the kid. He didn't play a bad game. He wasn't awful. But still, when you're partnering with Shaka, uh, that, that could be a problem too. But I mean, but, he uh, pulled off the – who's that one basketball player that the Bulls used to have? He went to New Mexico State, got the cornrows. Ian Snell? He kind of had a Snell game where he was just kind of a body – he was just a body out there and had no stats. I was like, what's what's bro doing out there? Just yeah. Yeah, it's a bit rough. And, and, you know, you did mention when I was angry, they're missing party. They're missing a bombing. They're missing Lacazette. But, yeah, this is a team they need William. to sort themselves um, out. <laughs> is William still on our – he is, isn't he? He yeah, is, he but is. I – God, fuck oh, that. Wow. <laughs> um, I'll get into it a little later that they made – they did make a couple signings. Uh, Nikhil mentions it in the comments. Um, so we can talk a little more about that. But, yeah, they it's not as Dubin – they're one of those teams that when things go awry, everyone's going to talk about it. They're not as awful as the score showed. And Brentford, I want to give credit to Brentford. I think Brentford played with some desire. They played with some heart. Uh, oh. Ivan Tony didn't score, but he was it a good. Yeah, he was tough on those balls in the air. He was beating Ben White to every ball in the air. Um, and, and, you know, so. Or, yeah, sorry, as I was watching that game, I kept, I think I watched that with Dad actually. Mm-hmm. I kept looking and I told him, I said, this team is going to stay up, I think. Like, honestly, this is. Like the way that they were playing, the confidence, you know, that's Brentford's going to be a tough place to go and get points. Like yeah. it's going to be hard to get three points at Brentford. It's not a, a joke team or a game. It's like Sheffield two years ago. Exactly. Well, yeah. Before except, they lost the ability to have fans. <laughs> except you can argue they have more like talent on paper yeah. than Sheffield did at the time too. Brent, Brentford Stadium is brand new, right? Yes. Yeah. It was their first game in a new stadium as well. And yeah. it, w- it was cool seeing that old guy. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I, I think it was towards the final whistle or at the final whistle. There was just like an old fan there that was like crying, like happy tears. It was kind of cool to see. Yeah. I mean, just where he, what he must have like just 50 years, I think it was. And then your team beats Arsenal, a team that he's seen gone undefeated and have all the success. And now yeah. here's Brentford. So that was a, a cool moment. Kind of reminded us that, Sometimes it's not all about like money and all that bullshit. So there's still some purity in the game. Yeah. And, and they're, like I said, and you guys know how much I like Brentford. So part of me was seeing those scenes was actually happy for them as miserable as I felt my team had lost. That's my other team that I root for now. So I'm, I'm excited for them and I think they'll stay up now. Is there any chance you guys think that they could pull off the leads and not maybe not playing that style, but maybe pull out like 12th, 11th. 13th or whatever it was there's a chance it's gonna to be tough but i mean i i don't think they're any worse than any of the other bottom table teams like mm-hmm. newcastle crystal palace burnley 
Yeah, Nor- you're right. Better than Norwich. And, and they were missing two starters too to, uh, on that game, um, yeah. the Silva and Jensen. So, yeah. And I, I'm excited to see more of this team because I know um, hearing Ashton talk a lot about him, obviously. And I was a big doubter. I was like, I don't want to see the bumblebees in the fucking Premier League. I hate bees. <laughs> I know they're going to save the bees people out there, but I, I'm not a big fan of them. Shout out Honey, though. It's good. But, True. Um, honey is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, they're chicken, fun. Chicken go. nuggets with honey. Oh my god, What's legend! That? Yeah, that's yep. legend, <laughs> legend, mate. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm hoping this. Obviously, you guys know how much I like them. We'll see how Brentford fares out. Uh, but yeah, I I think they'll give a lot of people trouble at that home if that's rocking like like they did yeah. that night. One hundred percent. So let's go to your guys' teams, both with some convincing 3-0 wins. We'll start with Liverpool here. Uh, Jota, Firmino. So both number nine scoring and Salah. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that Salah has become the first player to score on the opening weekend in five consecutive Premier League campaigns. Five season wonder, bro, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I will I will say since it's your team, um, Arine, how did you feel watching uh, Liverpool's performance? Are you convinced they're kind of back to form of, of two seasons ago? Or was it, hey, this is Norwich. It's an academic win. <laughs> well, it's kind of a mix, but I think all in all, I think Something that me and I'm sure um, Steve and, and Nikhil could could would have. It's just good to see Van Dyke back out there, um, and just seeing our squad get healthy again because they were really fun to watch. And um, all those people that say Salah's selfish, he pat. I mean, he's passing now, so like you know, what, what's your next thing? But yeah, you know, I love Firmino, but Yota's the guy now. Honestly, I think he's proved it, showed it. He scored. Um, I know Firmino did too, but it was kind of a, I mean, it was a, it was a free goal. Um, but no, I'm just excited with this team. I don't think people really realize how much of a miss some of the guys we had out last year were. So at this point, I'm just praying we stay healthy. And I'm also excited to see like, um, Harvey Elliott and we still haven't seen Konate. So, um, people are saying that he, I mean, it's, it's going to be him or Joe Gomez as much, as good as Joe Matip is, um, Gomez and Konate are both, you know, a little bit more physical and faster. So who's going to be Van Dyke's partner? That's also an exciting part. So I'm excited. I mean, I, I think a lot of people are underestimating this team. Do I think they're going to win the title? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not as confident, but they're going to be fucking exciting and fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and the only mini doubt that I, I mean, I, I like their front three and I like their defense. I was a little worried about that central midfield without a Jordan Henderson, and they didn't have him. They didn't have Thiago, but Ox, uh, Keda, and, and, and Milner. I thought Milner. <laughs> I was you know, scared of that midfield because no, yeah. no Fabinho either, and he's That's huge true. for us. Um, and also, shout out Jeff Paris, and also me. I made fun of him. The olive picker that is Tamikas <laughs> showed up, man. He had like one lapse, one one um, one error all game, but other than that. Um, man, you know what? If Rob was out for a little bit, I feel comfortable with him stepping up in there. Honestly, if he keeps playing like that, shout out to him because I had him. On, I have him on my fantasy team, so I, I actually yeah. I picked him up because he was a cheap pickup. And I was like, if you're on Liverpool's defense and you're, you know, and you're he takes uh, he takes some of our set pieces too. So yeah, I did see he took a corner. Uh, I saw a couple of corners he took. Although, did you did you check the moment? I don't know if any of you saw it when Milner gave him a little slap on his neck after that cheap giveaway. 
Yeah, um, that gave away. Yeah. So that he literally crazy. smacked him on the head pretty hard. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he, are they about to fight her? But I guess yeah. Milner has that status where you just don't want to fuck with him. So that's true. That was pretty wild. Um, the only, I guess the only bad thing that come of it. So pretty impressive performance. We'll see how they continue. I think you guys have another easy match this week. Is it Burnley? So, you know, yeah. you yeah. guys get a nice little uh, cruising start to the season. It'll, it'll be nice to see a full Anfield too. So that's, that's going to be exciting. That's true. The only the only bad thing I don't you know I don't mean to bring up bad things, but it did come up in the news. Um, Liverpool as a team and Jurgen Klopp had to condemn the uh, homophobic Ren Boy chants at Billy Gilmore. Uh, he's, he's Stay the loan. fuck away from Billy Gilmore. <laughs> he's on loan from Chelsea. Uh, any comments on that? You stay think, away from Billy Gilmore. I mean, he's a national treasure. I think every international treasure. Like calling someone a Ren Boy is pretty funny. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I thought it, I, mean, I had to look it up. You can cancel me all you want, but I think. <laughs> I mean, you can call a Liverpool player that too, and I'll laugh. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh yeah it's, a, I, yeah it's it's an interesting it, phrase. But it's a, it's different. Yeah, for us in America, I think it's a little different than prostitution, is, right? Yeah, like young male prostitute is what it means, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people hire these people all the time. I don't understand. <laughs> what's so bad about this yeah i mean norwich hired billy gilmore so what's going oh on my God. <laughs> i mean so, yeah norwich literally are renting billy gilmore it's true like he literally he is, a is a rent boy uh, but it, that's <laughs> that's not what these liverpool fans were were meaning when they were chanting that shit <laughs> this might be the club i think you got the clip right i think there. we had but but what if but but i think i'll get canceled if i make the title that so we're gonna probably <laughs> no, yeah. something different, but yeah, that that gives us a good uh, good Even Cantwell in the midfield though will be exciting to watch. Yeah, that's true. So any last uh, again a quick clip you know for for Liverpool because it was pretty academic. Yeah. When any last comments before we transition to Chelsea here? I think before me and Liverpool fans get too excited, we do have to realize that even though it was at Norwich, it was Norwich, and um, you know let's let's wait and and let you know let's see how things go before we get too excited. All right. Yeah. So to to build on that, they're only one of three away teams to have won this week. Seven home teams won with all those uh, yep. fans coming back. So that one of those home teams winning, obviously Chelsea, also three nothing winners over Crystal Palace. Uh, Alonso with a cracker of a of a free kick. Uh, Captain America scoring, and then Trevor Chalaba uh, with with a with a pretty sick goal and a brother of Nathan Chalaba. Yeah. Is he really? Is that's yeah, what yeah. I was okay? Yeah, it's brother, brother. Nathan. Yep. I was going to say, um, Pulisic now has five goals in five games against Palace, which makes up 36% of his total Premier League goals. That's a fun fact. Brian, yep, yep. I'm, I'm going to do the same thing I did with Arine. What were your thoughts on uh, on Chelsea's performance overall? You know, you're happy with how crisp they were? Or are you looking at, hey, that was Palace? Eh. A little bit of both. Like, mm-hmm. like you mentioned before, four years ago, we lost to Crystal Palace on the opening day. So you can't take it for granted. Um, but yeah, it, Chelsea just look looks so good. They have such good squad depth. Um, that, I mean, this is before you even start talking about Lukaku and the squad. Yeah, um, which is it, it was it was just a it was just a good win. There was never wasn't a, a, any nervousness at all. We scored early with the free kick and just dominated the game. So it it, it just. Felt good and it was a good win. Yeah, no, I thought they, I thought they played pretty sharp. Uh, I want to talk about Chalba real quick. Are you 
Are you happy for him? Do you think he's going to take off and could be something? Or do you think he's so far behind that, that you guys can just hope it's like a Tamori situation where you make 20 plus mil off of, off of selling him? So I, I want to temper my expectations, but, mm-hmm. but everything I've read and heard about him is that like managers love him. Mm-hmm. Like he's been on loan obviously because he's a Chelsea Academy player. So he goes on loan. Right. But I think the previous, like, uh, I think it was before Lampard. So sorry, it was either sorry or Kante uh, refused mm-hmm. to sell him because um, yeah. there's some some rumors from being sold a couple of years ago, and they're like, no, this guy's amazing. We need him at the club. And same with Tuchel. Now is he's apparently just today he uh, told the club Tuchel told the club that we need to sign him to an extension. He's going to feature in the first team this year. Mm-hmm. So. Um, he's had two good games in a row now. That's two good games. Doesn't make a, a legend. You know, there's still, <laughs> still a lot, long way to go for him, but yeah, I was happy for him scoring a goal. He obviously got real emotional after, after scoring the goal, um, which was kind of cool to see, but, um, yeah, we'll see. All right. Yeah, that was a good moment. Uh, now, I again, I have to bring up something ugly for each team, as always. <laughs> uh, a heckler, I'm sure you've heard on Wednesday, they had open training, uh, Chelsea did, which is where they actually did introduce Romelu Lukaku. But I don't know if you heard, they they had, you know, a guy with a microphone. He's just kind of handing the microphone to fans to kind of say whatever they want, which, I mean, could be a bad thing. And it ended up not working out very well. I don't know if you heard, there was a Chelsea fan who told Timo no, Werner. No, 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 not a Chelsea fan. Oh, not a Chelsea fan. What was this person then? Someone that thinks he's a Chelsea fan, but okay. he's not a Chelsea fan. <laughs> Someone took the mic and told Timo Werner to get out of the club and was immediately cut off. Um, yes, and he was booed. On that moment. I mean, like I say, he's not a Chelsea fan. He's a wanker. <laughs> and not in the good mm-hmm. way that of a wanker like Ted Lasso is. Um, no, that guy can get fucked. Mm-hmm. Because you, you support your team no matter what. Timo yeah. Werner might not be banging in goals, but he is an important member of the team that has a role on the team, and it's more than just scoring 30 goals in a season. Mm-hmm. The guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And <laughs> fans in the stadium, I think they, they booed that guy. Everything I've read online is like, that dude should be banned from the stadium. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So, yeah, he can get fucked. Yeah, I saw a video. There was a lady yelling at him. I mean, there were quite a few people that got mad at him. Uh, so, yeah, good good win for Chelsea. You know, again, them and Liverpool, I think 3 nothing wins. Get that goal differential. Get your three points against uh, some lesser opposition because it can get tricky, as we saw last year. So that was good. The last match that I want to briefly touch on before we do that quick run-through, uh, Newcastle 2, West Ham 4, uh, a wild match that saw Callum Wilson open the scoring in the fifth minute. Then Cresswell equalized in the 18th. Murphy putting Newcastle back ahead before Ben Rama. Suchek and Antonio killed the game uh, for West Ham. I'm not going to get too deep into it. I just want to ask, you know, with them winning 4-2, are West Ham primed to make a run this season coming off a good last season? We said that they they could struggle with the other competitions, but, you know, we saw their lineup. It looks pretty similar. You know, you look at the guys, they, they marched out there. Ben Rama had a really good preseason, had a really good match. Uh, they, Mikel Antonio is just smashing goals again. Uh, what do you guys think about West Ham's chances of giving trouble to some of the top teams? Um, you know, I, 
It's possible, but um, I think, yeah, I think they'll be a nuisance when you will play them, but I don't think they'll be pulling off the magic maybe of last season. Um, I mean, Newcastle's a uh, possible relegation team this year. I mean, we can't forget that as well. And he went into, ha- they were actually down at halftime. That's true. Um, so shout out David Moyes for whatever adjustments he caught and made. Um, Cause it fucking worked. Um could, but it also could have been five because I believe because you said Antonio missed the pen, right? He so did. um, well, didn't he? Didn't he? score the rebound. Duchek followed it up. Duchek did. Okay. Yeah, so they scored on that. Never chance. mind. Okay, yeah, Newcastle yeah. was like falling asleep. Like Suchek ran from like way on the side, and if you look at if you get a chance to see that goal, I don't know who the Newcastle player is, but you could tell he has that oh shit moment because he didn't run after the ball and stop. <laughs> if you get a chance, pop ball watching. Sorry. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, but you know, it's not. I don't think this is a necessarily a good one for West Ham because you find yourself down early to a team that is actually pegged by a lot to get relegated this season. I don't think people really realize at this point because Mike Ashley knows he wants to sell the team. He's not putting money into the team, so for them, it's just get loan players and, and survive. That's the state of Newcastle right now. So West Ham shouldn't be too excited. The same way Liverpool probably shouldn't be too excited. So. Um, but then again, was the, was I mean, actually, no. I'm looking at it right now. West Ham wasn't missing anyone. So, except for Masuaka, is this guy good? <laughs> he's a defender, he's not, I think. He's but, not bad. Yeah, he's okay. Um, and uh, But, yeah. Were, most of their team was there, yeah. And they said Suchik and Rice work in the engine room. And- Mark Noble was a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> boy, your boy, um, being the, the cheerleader on the side, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess we'll see. Newcastle is one of those teams that I do see what people mean, but I have trouble seeing a team that have that St. Maximin and, and Wilson up front and Almiron behind him. And now, guys, don't forget, they just bought Joe Willock, who, <laughs> who, who saved their season. LC legend. Yeah, and, and good sell for Arsenal, $25 million for that. Yeah. Um, it's their defense. But, it's tragic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is. They literally have Matt Ritchie playing back there, and he's a midfielder. It's bad. And they have Fred, don't they still have Federico Fernandez, the guy from Tottenham way back in the day? Yeah, your boy. Yeah, that guy sucked. Um, I will make this last stat about West Ham. I guess we started out saying nice things, but um, Mikel Antonio, I don't know if you found this out or knew, he became the joint leading Premier League scorer, meaning that for that club in the Premier League, he now is, if you ask, oh, for like Arsenal, who's the, who's the all time leading Premier League scorer? You know, I'm sure it's someone like Andre or someone. The leading all-time score for West Ham is Mikel Antonio. Is that Premier League or top flight? Premier, uh, Premier League. Okay. Um, with 47 goals. Yeah. That's, that's it. Hmm. That's it. He's he's the all-time leader for West Ham people. Um, do you know who's tied with him? He's tied someone. Um, Andy Carroll. Yeah, he's not Andy Carroll. It's a good shot. Uh, and this player is like long done. Like I don't think this guy played when any of us watched. But you know him from – he was a manager for some teams, including huh. Sunderland. Um, he's Italian. Oh, my God. He's – the, the, the Nazi thing. <laughs> he, he has done a Nazi thing before. Do you want me to just say it? It starts with like a Z? Oh, not that guy. No, no, not him. Paulo Di Canio is the Paulo guy. Di Canio. Oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't have uh, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, hasn't Mark Noble had at least 47 penalties? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, how is he not the – 47 is not a lot, in right? I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, 
Or some of our oh, yeah. that scores scored more than that much. For a team that's, that's been in the top flight, I think, every year since the Premier League's been actually no, they have not. not that's quite way off of not me. Quite. But still, the Premier League is I think I'm just looking at that. This is now 30 years old. I that is that has to be one of the teams that has like the lowest total for how long they were they probably played. only out of it five years. So that's like 25 yeah. years in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, 26 years. I'm looking at it now. Manchester oh, City go. has been in the Premier League 25. West Ham okay. has been in it for 26. Well, there you go. And, and surely the city has a guy that scored more than 47 times. So for them, the uh, city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There you go. So that was just a fun fact. I sounds like that's wild. Um, so I'll, I'll, we'll kind of recap some of the other scores here real quick. Lester one wolves, nil Jamie Vardy, the ageless man with another goal. Watford in a shock result, three, two winners over Villa. Uh, Emmanuel Dennis, the new guy from Club Bruges, getting on the score sheet early. Ismail Asar, who somehow still plays for them, um, who's been rumored to go everywhere. And then Cucho, I don't know who that is, but he scored. <laughs> McGinnon, Danny Ings, getting a late one for Villa, drawing two back. So that was crazy. Everton, three, Southampton, one. Richarlison, Ducore, and DCL putting uh, Armstrong strike kind of away. And Burnley, one. Brighton, two. Tarkovsky scoring in the second minute. But then Malpe and McAllister, the fake Argentinian winning it for the Seagulls. Um, any of these results stand out to you guys? No, I think, I think Everton winning um, because they're under Benitez now. And a lot of people are starting to say that Benitez fits the identity of Everton, maybe more than Ancelotti. So maybe, you know, with all the talent that is on this Everton side, maybe we'll finally see it come into fruition. You know what I mean? So um I mean, you know they're probably super hopeful there having the fourth richest owner in the world on their team. And, um, you know, now they just need to start bringing in money so they can start spending it. I know that's, that's the thing with Everton. They could, they have, I learned this like a week ago, they have all the money in the world more than we think. It's just mm-hmm. FIFA financial fair play. That's kind of holding them back a little bit. So it's a wild thing that I learned about Everton and kind of scary because I don't want to see them be like too good. You know? So Everton stood out to you that result against Southampton. Yeah. Brian, you said also no. also Pulisic scored. Why didn't you mention that? Mate, I did. I know, but like this has got to be more recognized, mate. I gave a big stat about it too. He scores against Crystal Palace. Yes. Oh. Well, I'm a dumbass, and I, and and in breaking, I mean not breaking news. <laughs> it's the first of many for on the season for Pulisic. No worries. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about him. Actually. We do have an international break correspondent. I don't know if any of I should mention this on the pod breaking news. Um, Chris Patterson has taken the role now of a Team USA uh, correspondent. <laughs> nice. breaks come, he will be uh, on the show. So that's that. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, be hearing about him, him often. Any I, other? Have a, I have a question for you. Out of all the title contenders, who would you say you enjoy watching the most? Because they're all so fun to watch. I'm just curious from someone that's not a fan of the co- – I'll say co- – I'm saying competing for the title teams. That's what I'm I, saying. I didn't – well, I so this year I didn't see many, many matches. So I can't uh, – I can't answer that right now. But I think well, – yeah. I, I was going to say because if I was a neutral, I feel like I'd be saying Chelsea for some reason. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's the – I'm yeah. not a neutral, so I can't – I can't <laughs> say. Obviously, it's Chelsea for me, but – I'll have to, I'll have to let, you know, I'll let you know this season, last season. Yeah. There were moments that they were the fun team to watch. And then I think when Tuchel came in, yeah, they were, that they were up there uh, two years ago. Liverpool was fun to watch for some reason, Man United, 
<laughs> I feel like I should be have more fun watching them because they're right. good. I had fun watching their highlight clips this week, but they they have yeah. they've been Liverpool or Chelsea for me in the last two years. Um, and then I will admit some moments Man City watching them play, but um, nah, no one's going to say Man City. No, I'll admit there have been no moments. No one tunes in to watch Man City. That's just facts. But I feel like I should like United a little more how they play. But I will say um, of the of the later matches here, I was very shocked at Watford Watford's result against Aston Villa. Uh, they're a team after looking at their roster and who they have. And now I'm worried about that pick about saying they're going to get relegated. I think Watford may stay up now. So we'll see. God, I hope not. (laughs) We'll see how that turns out. Uh, But I originally picked them to get relegated. Who was it? Watford, Burnley, and um, the other team that got called up. (laughs) Who's the other wank team that just. Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. They're going to get relegated. They stink. Um, (laughs) So that's my, I'm sticking, but I don't know. If I take Watford out, who do I put in? Crystal Palace, maybe? Maybe Newcastle. Mm, I'm going to stick away from them. I put Crystal Palace. You're putting too much faith in that attack, mate. I'm letting you know right now. That's probably true. All right, so shall we get to the comments then, folks? See what was going on. While we were away, Danny Ings did sign with Aston Villa, as I mentioned (laughs) earlier. But you guys know there was a back and forth between Steve and some random lad named James Knight at Jimmy Saint Seven. Uh, so when we became a partial ITK account, uh, I did I did put something up that said Danny Ings will be leaving Southampton this year. Um, and this guy got really mad and he said that <laughs> it won't happen or whatever. And I didn't fight him because I don't want to come at him for, or myself and the intern don't want to fight anyone on the account. Steve defended us um, because he saw the athletic source that we saw. And I guess when the transfer happened, um, he went back. He he went back <laughs> to the guy one month later that said uh, he said something along the lines of, "I guess your inside sources weren't inside enough to this lad." And he goes, "What?" Because it's a month later. And um, then he posted the thing, and they kind of got into it. So that was fun. Shout out, Steve. Dude, I gotta check that out. Yeah, see. shout out, Steve, for defending the footy corner. If you get yeah, or you can get a chance, go look at the. Um, Go look at the little back and forth between Steve and this guy. It was on August 4th is when Steve responded. But the initial tweet from our account was July 6th. (laughs) It simmered for a month. And then um, just saying, all right, TKs, they're right. That's all I wanted to say. Um, Also, while we were in Portugal, actually, this was sent the day of the wedding from Nikhil. Uh, posting to Jeff because Jeff had posted this is like the week of people posting replies from four or five months ago. So what happened was Jeff had posted a long time ago on April 25th. We're going to need a bigger trophy cabinet because they think they just won the Carabao cup possibly. Apparently a porn bot liked that tweet (laughs) and it reignited Nikhil and Steve's interest because he had tagged them in the tweet and Brian and the footy corner. And Nikhil goes, love how you've lost two cup finals since you posted this at Jeff. To which Steve said, I love that a Twitter porn bot reignited this. <laughs> now we control Jeff. So um, it'll be great to see City lose to PSG in the Champions League this season. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. City have lost two cup finals. So your guys' thoughts on any of that? I will say City have lost their last three competitive games. Uh, all 1-0. That's Chelsea, true. Leicester, and Tottenham. Tottenham. Oh, wow. Uh, also, speaking of which, Brian, you did have a, a wild stat for us about Pau Torres. 
Pau Torres' side has now played extra time in each of their last eight knockout games. And there's a list there <laughs> that's been posted, which is because he played for he plays for Villarreal and for the Spanish team. So yep. he played the Europa League final against Manchester United, which was wild and went down, if you remember, down to uh, the goalies taking pens. Every single player made the penalty, including, I think, Torres. Yeah, just, um, yeah it just was the goalies. Or yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Spain in the Euros, I think. Uh-huh. They, so round of 16, quarterfinals, semifinals, all went to penalties. Or extra time, at least. Right. And then Pal Torres featured for the team there. And then he went to the Olympics for Spain mm-hmm. and they went to extra time in all of their knockout games there too. Yeah. So and then cool. finally Villarreal played against Chelsea in the, uh, super cup, European super cup. And that game went to penalties. So yeah, just don't play against Pau Torres in a knockout game. Otherwise yeah. just have all the electrolytes ready. Uh, <laughs> Steve also posting, uh, that and this is straight from Barcelona's account. Said this is insanity, is what Steve said. Barcelona quoted, I, I don't know if it's their president or who, said that Barca has a negative net worth of 451 million euros. A negative net worth of 451 million euros for Barcelona. Admittedly, from themselves, they tweeted this. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> I miss, yeah, that's that's wild. Um, he also had posted something about me not picking up Bruno in fantasy, but we'll 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 just kind of gloss over that. Um, now, here's one I want. This is a point of discussion that we can talk about a little bit. On Talksport, there was a Tottenham fan that said that he's not convinced that Pep Guardiola is a world class manager. Said that he's tactically inept. And that Man City would have the Champions League if they kept Mancini. Uh, if you put Pep into Arsenal, they'd be doing no better than they are with Arteta. Uh, and there's a quote from this rant that this guy gives that Steve had an issue with. He actually said that when the guy said, he doesn't take someone you haven't heard of and turn them into stars, he said, I'm sorry, but what about Foden? And this coming from a Liverpool fan. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Pep Guardiola? Is he able to churn people that you haven't heard of into stars? Or is he is he a good manager? What are your thoughts on that? You know, the... Steve mentions Foden. Kimmich is another one that comes to mind. But are these guys that like players that were already up and comers and he just kind of was the next step or did he have a big role? You think? Um, yeah, I think, I think he's good with these players. <clears throat> I mean, obviously you go back to Barcelona. You, you, I mean, I think Kimmich was pretty much kind of there, but I think he did also. I think, I bet if you ask Kimmich, I definitely took no, I mean, Raheem Sterling is a perfect example of um, him having a player kind of step it up a bit. I mean, when, when Raheem Sterling was at Liverpool, we definitely saw like what the next step could be. And he, I think he made it um, still shows flashes of inconsistency, but it's there. Um, and then like these random Spanish defenders that, I mean, like one of them found his way on Barcelona, I think. So like shout out Pep for that development. Like, so yeah, I think, I think they're, I think he's good with youth and you wouldn't think that for someone that spends so much money, so it's kind of like a weird thing going on, but yeah. And, and definitely Foden. Um, I think it's a midfielder's dream to kind of work for Gordiola. If I'm being honest, I think that's probably who we'd be best with. Um, 
who someone could learn the most out of him, you know, with. So, yeah. So there you go. Two Liverpool fans now coming to. Don't don't players love playing for Pep too? Uh, some don't. Uh, Zlatan really hates Pep. Like, I mean, Zlatan is a one of one guy that. Zlatan's <laughs> electric. Yeah. But um. Anyway. But yeah. But I don't know. For me personally, Pep comes off a bit corny. All right. Like he's a bit corny. Too corny for me. I'm more of a Mourinho guy, personally. So that's just uh, a me thing, I guess. Fair enough. Oh, Arena, Brian has found you the Maritimo jerseys. Just a heads up. I know. It's it's last year's kit, but honestly, it looks kind of fresh because it's got the 110 in the middle, whatever that is. Yeah, you got to pay extra for that, but... I mean, I just don't know what now and sim mean. That's all I don't know. What? what? The Estam oh. sponsors. We'll talk, we can talk about it later, but are you using Chrome? Uh, Safari. Uh, Google Chrome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. Sorry. <laughs> he just goes, yeah. Yeah. I went off the plot. Okay. Uh, let's talk because this is bad podcasting right now. So let's <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. So we can all agree at the footy corner too. Let us know what you think about Pep. Um, are you with Steve? Um, I know Jeff is. So the, the other thing that came up too, the PFA men's player of the year candidates have been mentioned. Steve says that uh, it's got to be Jorginho. It's been between De Bruyne, Conte, Jorginho. These are the three that are for UEFA's 2020 21 men's player of the year. Steve puts his vote for Jorginho. Jeff really? said, Jeff said Diaz and Steve said, not an option. Try again. No. All of Europe. Irene. All of Europe. All of UEFA. We're not putting like Messi there. I'm pretty sure he had a ridiculous season again. Right. But his, his um, international tournament doesn't count in your UEFA. Correct. And because it was a Euros year, I'm sure that was a big role. In all yeah. Of this. Um, um, can so it be George, anyone but Jorginho? Jorginho won the Euros, was a major role, won Champions League, and was his club's top scorer. Yeah. So, so this mean, is all competitions considered. Yes. Obviously, I'm an idiot yeah. being messy in the. Um, so this is like. Okay. Um, oh wow. Bruyne, Conte, Jorginho. <laughs> Yeah, De Bruyne I, didn't win anything other than the league. I think George. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd go. I'd agree with Brian if those are the candidates. I think George Jorginho. I don't. I I still don't know if it's Jorginho or if it's, it's Jorginho. It's Jorginho. Because in, in Portuguese and and Brazilian, you pronounce the J. So it's Jorginho. the hard J. Jorginho. Like, like Jose Mourinho. Okay. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I'd agree that's Jorginho. Um. Yeah. Not all right. So that's done. wild though. Surely like Lewandowski didn't go off or some shit like that. Like that's Holland. No Holland. No, nope. it wasn't even in uh, the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. You got a Dortmund didn't win the league. Yeah. It's just one of those years that the Euros played a big role, I think in all of this stuff. Yeah. So, um, so we have four votes now for Jorginho. Cause I know Brian, you picked him too. Um, one is invalid because it's for a guy not on the list, Diaz. Uh, and so, Nikhil and Jeff, who are your selections? I think Jeff's going to go to Bruyne. So, Nikhil, we want to know your pick. 
and anyone else at the 40 corner too. PFA men's player. Here's my honest opinion. Let's say someone has an amazing season, amazing year, but Mm -hmm. he just doesn't perform in like any cup final. Do you still consider him like, you know, really good? Hmm. How big of a year? Let's honestly just say KDB. Like, like at what point are we going to say this guy doesn't perform against like like you know in big games? Like at what what point are we going to like bring this up? Because people seem to be sucking him off when he when he beats up Bournemouth, but when he's in a you know a big international game or if he's playing you know at Liverpool or you know where is he, bro? Like. <clears throat> Are we not gonna like seriously? Like this is seriously a thing that we should talk about. Like I'd rather have Phil Foden on my team than KDB. In a <laughs> really okay, we'll, we'll ask the people that who do they want on their team? Uh, I don't know. I think it's been brought up on the pot a decent amount. Where we, where you guys, a lot of people say he doesn't show up in the, the football world. Game. In the in the world though, like I feel like it's not talked about, and it should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm sure if this year goes the way it has in the past, it it will be, it will be something brought up because I don't think they're a team that can get through it with, without him performing in those kinds of games. I know they have other guys, but I think they'll need him this year, especially if they can't figure this number nine out. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let us know people. Uh, first of all, would you rather have KDB or Foden? And uh, <laughs> I guess we have to say something. I mean, in this pod, it's been mentioned. We just have to spread the world. See what they think about KDB's big game uh, performances or lack thereof. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see about that. Nikhil mentions, he tagged us, Sky Sports Premier League said busy day at Arsenal. Um, they've made a couple signings. They are now the biggest spenders this summer. I don't know if you've seen that. Not spend or just spent? Spend. Um spend so it doesn't consider any sales and they do have a lot of sales that are going to be coming up on top of the ones they've made but this is just on spend not net but they have sold i think a few couple players they've spent 129 million man united 114 million city 100 million which is just on grealish chelsea 97.5 villa 93 leicester 55 and i think liverpool just has whatever you spent on kanate and that's it um but a lot of people on Twitter and overall are saying you've spent this much, but it's a bunch of B team players um, to give you an idea. They've brought in Nuno Tavares from Benfica was only seven. I think Sambi Lakanga, who I mentioned earlier in the pod was around 20, 23 ish uh, Ben white 50. And now this number considers Odegaard, his move becoming official. Oh, nice. In the next hour or two. I don't know if you guys have. Heard I didn't or see that. that. Yes, they're going to get him permanently from Real Madrid for about $34 million is this the price they're getting him for. Only 22 I think that's a good deal. And uh, Aaron Ramsdale, also having his medical, will probably be coming over for 23-ish. Uh, so this is a team that did need help in the mid. Yeah, Odegaard's becoming permanent. What are your guys' thoughts on these? Is Are these moves this team had to make? Did they maybe have to go for less, but hit a home run, maybe go for, I don't know how much James Madison would have gone for, but uh, you know, that would have been around 70 million. Um, what do you guys think about these? Cause a lot of people are slating them on Twitter and saying, well, you got these players, but you're not better. 
Um, and I think they might try to get one or two more if they can sell players. What are your thoughts on their transfer movement? It's better than not doing anything. Last True. year they sucked. So we may as well try this. <laughs> I will say I, I noticed this about the recruitment. The players I mentioned, their ages are 20, 22, 22, 25. So they're all like under yeah, they're not that's the, the key profile. <laughs> so I yeah. think that's kind of good that they're going in this direction. They got a couple guys, I think, to meet their England quota. I think that's why they got Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. They've gotten um who was Ben White we mentioned earlier. So it's a different approach. And these are guys that you can sell on later. It's not going to be like Syed Kolesinac, who you have to pay to <laughs> um, as a security guard. So I don't know. I'm just curious to know what people think. I didn't know if people knew that Arsenal have spent this much money or, or, or what they think about the the transfer. So I'm curious to see if you guys had any thoughts or if anyone at the footy corner to let us know. Any thoughts from you guys before we, we go on? Um, I think they should have gotten James Madison, if you want me to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they overspent a little bit on Odegaard. I know it wasn't huge, but I still think, you know, I think they were dealing with a team that was trying to get rid of him. And um, and I think he, you know, maybe part of him wanted the move too. So I don't see why they had to spend that much. But um, other than not getting James Madison, I guess, which is kind of big, but whatever. Um, I think the main thing, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but I I have zero faith in Mikel Arteta. I know an Arsenal Paul came out that said, literally, I think 52% said that um, they trust him moving forward. Um, really? That's not a percentage you want. And that's actually a little higher than I thought. Um, <laughs> that's higher than I would think. Yeah, it was a poll I saw on Talksport, or actually no, it was a, I'll send you guys the link afterwards. It's a panel episode, a panel YouTube video. I was like, "What's with, this?" Uh, yeah, with uh, Neville Carragher, um, and uh, who's that United hard guy who got his leg broken by, or who broke Holland's dad's legs? Uh, midfielder. Antena? No, 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 midfielder, Irish uh, guy. Well. But they brought in like all the, you know, Arsenal fan TV, Liverpool fan TV, you know, all those Redmen TV. They brought in all those guys and they all talked. Right. And it was a two-hour discussion. It was actually really good. Hi, uh-huh. uh, I'll send it to you guys, like I said. Um, but Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really interesting. But I... I hate to say this, but something tells me that the moment Arteta leaves and they find the next guy, I think they'll start making progress. Cause I think, I know they, like Brian said, they sucked last year, but I think they sucked more than what the talent actually is there. I still feel like they're talented enough to not be a fucking meme or a joke. They need, a, they need someone where that, you know, the, the fans trust. I feel like 50% is, is high but still not nearly enough. You just need someone there to just change the culture. And Arteta just isn't like a vocal, just, he just isn't that guy for me. You know what I mean? I mean, we're like, I still think of Arsenal like in high regard. So it's like, yeah, he's a young, whatever manager, but you just need someone big, man. You need big guys for big clubs to influence these guys and mm-hmm. really just faith in the fans and the players is, means so much and, and just not become a meme. So, yeah. And, and you guys know, I've been very patient and actually uh, 
I was messaging some people while this was going on and I said, I'm done with him. And people are like, are you just overreacting from one game? Cause you're usually patient about it, but here's why I'm not as patient in the past. I said, Oh, just give him a summer, give him this time to get these players, give him time to do this. To me, there was no excuse. I, I get that a Lacazette party were not available, but to me, there's no excuse knowing that one of them was injured when they were, that you didn't get your business done. Like these two, two of these signings happened this week that you couldn't get your business done in time to beat Brentford. Now, granted, we talk good stuff about Brentford, but when you're Arsenal, you should be beating Brentford with your players. And right. and for him, for them to not, whether it's him, whether it's the technical director, Adu, for them to not figure that out for the first game of this season, I thought it was unacceptable. For him not to have a good game plan was unacceptable. So my leash for him has gotten way shorter than it was uh, in the past. So I, I, I'm starting to agree with those those whispers and those sentiments. And I might be in those less than 50% at this point in time. So let's see what, what he conjures up, but I'll say this, the transfer business they've done, I think sets up the next, whoever the next person is real well, because it's a bunch of young players and they have a good core of 22 to 25 year olds. They just lack leaders right now. They need leaders and they don't have them. So anyway, uh, that's my take on them. Let's go to some other big transfers that occurred. Messi to PSG happened while we were gone. Grealish no, to City. No, no big huh? deal. No big deal. Uh, Grealish to City, Lukaku to Chelsea. So these are the three big ones. Any comments from you guys on, on these? Was, were there any that you didn't expect? For me, I think it was Lukaku to Chelsea. But anyway, uh, anything that you guys were surprised about in any of these transfers? Not really. I'm not, but I think, you know, uh, sorry, Brian, but I, I, I just think, speaking in regards to Chelsea, um, I think Timo Warner, I think having Timo Warner and Lukaku is perfect. You bring just another type of dynamic when you bring in Lukaku. So it's just, it's just another, like it, they could play whichever way they want. It seems like they yeah. have so many quality players in different positions that could just play a lot of different positions. So I think getting Lukaku opens up so much like opportunity and really makes them like a serious contender. Um, for the title this year. I think that pickup was just a lot bigger than, you know, just getting a number nine in my honest opinion. Yep. I agree. I'm very excited to have Lukaku. Yeah. And I think he matured in his two years in Italy and figured things. Well, we'll see if he figured things out, but I agree. That was kind of the shocking pick pickup while we were gone. Actually, if if I went back to the uh, recording from the last episode, which was a while ago, and it mentioned in there, I said, well, it looks like it's either Holland or Bust. Well, that wasn't that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah. Lukaku was in there somewhere. And they they got him and credit to them. And that that does really bolster their title hopes. And I think of those those players I mentioned in big transfers, to me, that that is, I think, granted, I know Messi to PSG is a big deal, but I think Lukaku to Chelsea is the biggest impact on on that team and what they can accomplish within the league. I mean, I think Messi's great and he's gonna boost PSG's chances to win Champions League, but it's not like, I don't know, it's not like they already didn't have like trillion dollar players on that team. So yeah, we'll see. Um, anything else on the transfer mill that you guys are hearing before we go on to potential Maritimo talks real, real briefly? Um, no? All right. So we're, so being in Portugal, I just want to tell a, a quick story here. Um, you know, I, I didn't, picture at all going to a game or even going to a stadium. Um, but, but Brian, you had that idea and you and Patterson saw me 
stressing a, a bit and walking around the last couple of days before like Tuesday, probably Thursday and Friday of the yeah. wedding. Um, just because there were so many people asking questions, this and that. And you guys said, okay, you know what? We're going to steal you out of the hotel for a little bit. Let's get you outside. And I'll let you tell this part of the story. Yeah. So before we went to, so we went to Madeira, yes, which is an <laughs> island, uh, uh, autonomous region of Portugal off the coast of Africa, basically. Now we, we went to the city of Funchal, which is where Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo is from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is great. There's got to be some kind of local soccer team here or something. <clears throat> so I did a little research, found out there's three teams there, uh, Maritimo, Nacional, and one other team that hasn't been relevant in a while. Maritimo is is usually in the top flight. Nacional is basically the Portuguese version of Norwich. They bounce up and down. Um, mm-hmm. They just got relegated last year, I think. Um, uh, Mar- yeah, so I was like, okay, so which one of these has the coolest kits? Because I want to I want to buy a soccer jersey while I'm there, and it, it ended up being Maritimo. So then I looked up where their stadium was in comparison to where our hotel was. It was like half a mile away if that amazing like okay so i'm definitely just gonna go walk there check out the stadium i'm gonna try to get afshin and and whoever else to come with me but if if i have to i'm just gonna go alone see if i can buy a buy a jersey or whatever so i get patterson on board and you afshin are just like busier than hell you got meetings with wedding planners you're uh greeting everyone that comes into the hotel you're just flying all over the place, answering a bunch of questions. So Patterson and I are like, all right, Afshin, we're going to steal you for an hour. We're just going to walk to the stadium, check it out, see if the store is open. Um, if nothing else, it'll just be a chance to get away, just the three of us, and, and check check stuff out. So we do that. We finally get you for an hour on thir- Thursday, wasn't it? It was. was it, fr- it was Friday. It was Friday, yeah. Yeah, it was Friday. Friday. And the wedding was Sunday, just so everyone yeah. knows. Yep. So it was Friday. It was like one thirty, two o'clock. We, we, I figure out the directions. We walk up to the stadium. It's like uphill the entire way, but it's like, it's, it's a 10 minute, 15 minute walk tops. <coughs> the stadium is, is super close. You could see it from the hotel. Um, it, it's really cool. It's pretty old, but so, so we go around the store is closed. We're like, ah, oh, shit. We were afraid of that. It said it was closed on Google and everything. Temporarily temporarily closed. We thought it might be COVID. But there's people milling about. There's a there's an older dude standing next to a, a van that has a Mar- Mar- Maritimo logo on it. And he sees us kind of poking around, trying to figure stuff out. Um, and somehow we, we talked to him. Afshin goes up, you yeah. go up and talk Actually, to him. Surely this man's important. Let's find out from this guy if we can see when the store is open or like yeah. what are all these people here? What's going on? Yeah, like, there's a bunch of people like like standing in a line around a like a, a hut that's just north of the stadium in a little in a little plaza. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these people here for? So this guy doesn't speak a lick of English, but Afshin somehow manages to like mime his way to figure out like pointing at the store, pointing at like showing we want to buy a jersey, like you know doing the money sign, and and the guy who knows what he thinks, but he he manages to communicate that it's going to open at three three o'clock, and it's two o'clock now. So, okay, 
we'll come back. We'll, we'll go somewhere. We'll come back at three. Maybe it'll be open. If not, then whatever. <clears throat> so, so we just, we're like, okay, we're just going to go find a place to sit down, drink a beer, whatever. Wait, wait an hour. It'll be fine. So we walk around the stadium. First place we find is a, a nice little restaurant kind of tucked right in the little neighborhood next to the stadium. We go in there, we sit down. You can see into the stadium from the seats we were at. Um, sit down. Yeah, it, the scenes were amazing. Like you can see into the stadium, you can see all the way, like the cliffs of the island. You can see downtown, you can see the water. It, it was absolute scenes. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to the uh, waiter and, you know, trying to communicate like, oh, can we sit here? We want to order a beer. And the owner of the restaurant comes up. We, we order the local beer, Coral. And he's like, uh, I have Coral in bottle, but you probably don't want that. You want this, uh, what was it, Superbach? Superbach, yeah. He's like, so I'll give you Superbach. It's much better. And we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and and we, we're talking to him. I was like, you, you know, you a fan of this team? Like uh, right here and. He's like, oh, yeah, they're a good team. Let, let me show you. We have better views. He takes us through his restaurant upstairs, two different levels of his – it's basically his house slash sure restaurant. He lived there. Yeah, yeah he, he lived, lived there. there. For sure. <laughs> so he took us, like, to the top balcony to get an even better view of the stadium, better view of the city. Um, so we just chill out there for an hour. We have a beer. We have a uh, – what is it? A cheese and meat plate with crackers and – Bolo de taco bread. Um, we just chill out and have fun. We we banter with the restaurant owner and whatnot. And we go back around at three o'clock and the store is open and there's a whole bunch <laughs> of people in line. And obviously no one really spoke English. So we're, we're kind of milling around trying to figure out how to buy these jerseys, what the line is for, because there's two different lines. Um, we pick out some scarves, some jerseys. And figure out that all the people are in line for tickets for the game tomorrow. And we're yeah. like, what? There's a fucking game tomorrow? <laughs> Time is a game. Um, luckily, there's a couple people there that speak English enough to communicate with us. And we end up buying the jerseys. You and you and Patterson um, get names on the back of your jerseys <laughs> and the sponsor. So I'm going to do it aside while for this yeah. part of the names. So while we're trying to get, so the pr- guy that presses the names wasn't there, but the lady was like, so what names do you want? And we're just like, uh, <laughs> so we started asking people in line who their best player is. And one guy said, Joel, Joel. And we're like, Oh, well, what's his number? And the man did not know the number of Joel. <laughs> I'm like, lad, he's your best player. How do you not know what number he is? <laughs> I guess they just, they just signed him. So okay, uh, we then Patterson had internet outside of wireless, so he starts looking yeah. up this Joel. Lo and behold, Joel wears number ninety-five. So <laughs> it was absolutely bananas. And then we were both going to get Joel, and I'm like, wait, let me take a look at this roster real quick. And I find this Iranian guy on the team. I'm like, dude, I got to get his jersey. By the way, his name's Ali Alipur, which is wild. Yes. Um, and he had worn, I guess, previous on the site it said number nine, but in the pictures he had worn number seventy. So I had no idea which number I was getting. I just told her I want Alipur. Uh, Patterson said he wanted Joel. And we left the jerseys there because she said when the press guy comes, he'll do it. Come pick up your jerseys tomorrow. So yeah. that was a little, little aside. As we were also in line trying to communicate with people about getting things personalized, there was one older gentleman oh, yes. who was, was in line. And he kind of stopped and looked at us and said, English, English. Uh, we're like, yes. 
And he asked Brian, he goes, Manchester City, Manchester City. And he's like, no, no, Chelsea. No, 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 no Chelsea. And the guy starts dancing. He's like, Mourinho, Mourinho. It's <laughs> like, a little dance. I'll never forget it. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah. He absolutely loved that you liked Chelsea. He was a big I know. Then he Then it was on to Patterson. <laughs> he said, Manchester United. And he goes, and he does like a little motion. He's like Mourinho because he remembered Mourinho <laughs> yeah. them too. Then he gets to me, and I'm like Arsenal, and he's like eh. hey, Mourinho there. No. Um, I said sorry, we don't have any Portuguese players, but we do have Nuno Tavares now from Benfica. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was a little aside. So we had these incidences with these people. But um, yeah, continue. We've gotten the jerseys now. Yeah, so so we buy the jerseys. We figure out the games tomorrow at seven o'clock or something, eight o'clock. And that tickets are 25 euro for basically the middle of the field and you sit wherever you want, Mm -hmm. but you have to get a negative COVID test before you can get into the stadium. And that's what the line was for. So we go back to the hotel, you know, we talk to our wives, um, talk to some other people in the wedding party, try to figure out like who wants to go to this game. Do you mind us? Like you have a wedding the next day, essentially action. So you, you need, of all people, you need permission, basically, <laughs> to to get away to go to this football game, and and they're playing Braga, SC yeah. Braga, which is a pretty big team. Like people have yeah. heard of Braga, Portugal has the top three of Benfica, Porto, and Sporting Lisbon. Braga is firmly number four. Shout out Lucas Piazon. They're yeah. the Tottenham of Portugal. Yes, yes, the yeah. Tottenham of Portugal. Yeah, um, so it, it's it's a legit big league game. Um, so we, we go back and, um, another, uh, of our college buddies and his, uh, fiance are there, uh, they're interested in going to the game. My wife, Patterson's wife, uh, end up wanting to go to the game. Um, just cause it's a, a unique experience being in Europe, seeing a European football game. <coughs> so we go, uh, we all decide that, yeah, we're going to go to the game. We got to go tomorrow afternoon or Saturday afternoon to wait in line and get a COVID test. Um, because they're very strict over there about COVID, which is really refreshing. It's also the first game with fans too back. So. Oh yeah, first game with fans back at the stadium, which was absolutely wild. Not that there were that many fans, but still limited capacity. It's not like England; it was still limited capacity. They didn't sell all the tickets. Um, mm-hmm. So we gather everyone up, go back the next day, midday or whatever, to go wait in line to get our tests. Once we get our negative it was a rapid test so we got results back in like 15 minutes um then we get we got tickets there was eight of us i think right yeah yeah so eight of us we bought our tickets um everything went pretty smooth other than patterson and Teresa not having their passports allison and i didn't have our passports but we used our driver's license and the people there doing the test just didn't know what the fuck to do so they're like yeah sure whatever that works <laughs> Um, other than that, everything went smooth, uh, got our tickets then came back later that night for the game. And oh, while, while we got the tickets, you guys picked up your jerseys. You, you got yes. Ali Ali poor number nine, number nine Patterson got Joel's kit. <laughs> That's when we saw that he's number 95. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so then going back to the game later that night, we're all wearing our jerseys. And people like are driving by shouting at us, like hollering, you know, like um, 
the Mary Timo chants and stuff. And we're like, yeah. Hey, go. Like we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, we get in the stadium. We, we basically get front row seats, like at almost at, at the um, midfield basically. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and the game didn't turn out the way we wanted to. Maritimo yeah. lost two nil, um, yeah. but the fans were electric. I mean, it was just a fun time all around. There, um, yeah. Some, some, some side stories from that, if I if I can yeah. jump in. Yeah, go for it. Before the game, we're watching warmups, and Braga looked so sharp. And we look over on our side, and Maritimo's like just fucking about here, yeah. having <laughs> playing keep up, keepy upsies. But 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 we we find out this is their bench. That's why yeah. they were kind of fucking about. Where, where the other side of the pitch, the starters were actually warming up hard. Yeah. And the other thing I want to mention is, so my guy, that's when I found out my guy's a bench player. I was like, well, shit, I guess it makes sense when he scored twice in 29 appearances. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Joel is starting. So we're all hyped for Patterson's guy. Joel is, Joel is starting and 17 <laughs> minutes into the season, he gets injured. <laughs> he gets injured so bad that he has to get stretchered off the field. <laughs> and who comes on in his place? Mike. None other than Ali Alipur. <laughs> it's like we had one guy subbing in for the other guy. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, none of them obviously <laughs> scoring a 2 nothing loss. Yeah, um, instead of the guy that holds the cards, like, you know, at the numbers, they should have just had you and Patterson just go on the sideline and turn around. <laughs> we should have. Um, some other highlights from the game. Uh, it looked early in the match like a, like a Maritimo player was elbowed in the face. And I brought my yellow and red cards personally. So I took out my red card and started waving it in the air. And uh, the fans, a few of the fans behind us really dug that when they had a good laugh. Um, And also there was a really loud supporters group behind the net. I'm like, I could, I could have sworn. I said, I could have sworn I heard the word shit. Like unless they were chanting in English. Yeah. No, there were a bunch of Brits that showed up and they were doing chants, like British chants that we hear at English games. And um, they got yelled at, I think, what 40 minutes in the match for yeah. masks. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, they kind of stopped chanting a little bit, but when they left in the 85th minute, they walked out, the whole crowd got up and, and clapped for them. So that was incredible. Yeah. Um, just uh, amazing high- support from the Brits for uh, Maritimo. But yeah. So long story short, we're all Maritimo fans. Yeah. Uh, Brian and I have jerseys, scarves. Arian has a scarf. He's going to be getting a jersey here shortly. They've won their last, they won their last match. So we're yep. now, Three points. Ali Alipur scored. Yeah, Ali Alipur with the game-winning goal. Yep. So. Number seven, Vidigal. He scored. He's he's a young guy, um, just signed after being on loan. Yeah. We watched we years. watched him. He was he was trash in the game we were at. Like he was a fucking black hole vacuum. Any ball that went in his area, he turned it over. He was horrible. We're like, get this fucking guy off the pitch. We wanted to see him off. Like. <laughs> And maybe he was slower than the, than the defenders that he was playing against. And he's, he's a young right winger. You'd think he'd be the fastest guy in the pitch, but no. no. So, but, but he scored in their last game. I, I follow them on Twitter. I'm going to be following their season. Let's go. You Mari watch 2021. So. What's up? It's Mari watch 2021. Mari watch. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, is there a way or a channel that, shows portuguese soccer is like espn i don't think so no not i went on i went on a shady russian site to see part of the last match that's all i gotta say (laughs) i won't say which Uh, one i went to but (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna check reddit for highlights and and see the results on twitter yes (laughs) so everyone else know we're we're this podcast is a big 
read some more podcasts now. So we're you know, on. it's so fucking cool how it's like there's mainland Portugal and like they're the one team in the in the well as of right now that represents that island. So like yeah. I don't know, it's just it's kind of wild to think that you know Benfica or Lisbon fucking travel to yeah. like an island closer to Africa than actual mainland Portugal for a league yeah. game. Yeah, but that travel is. must be brutal for the for the uh, Maritimo team. Like legit having to fly that far out. Like yeah, every single every other, other game they play. But yeah, you know, uh, the Portuguese league, I don't know if they do this year, but last year they had a team in the Azores in the Azores, which is another oh. island chain even further away than Madeira. Which team was oh, that? Wow. Uh, I don't remember what they're called, but that's wild. Yeah, um, and Spain Spain has that sometimes. Like, they have uh, Tenerife. And Mallorca. And Mallorca, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, let's we'll, we'll, we'll follow Maritimo. They, their next match is on Sunday against Porto, so that could be troublesome. Ooh. But uh, we'll, we'll take is the other. Shit. The home match. They're at home. We could have seen it. Damn it. Um, and then we play Estoril <laughs> on the road, which is a much, I think, nicer. Estoril and Aruca. And family cow. So we got a nice little stretch after Porto here. Um, that said, uh, yeah, guys, uh, become Maritimo fans. Get their kits. We all have it. We're a Maritimo podcast. So let's go to the predictions now <laughs> for week two, as I know we've kind of we'll go fast. Along. But it was a fun story. Uh, fun stories. No, we don't have to go that fast. So what we decided, I'll say before I get into this, is that only three people submitted picks for obvious reasons. We made the picks like July 29th, and then there were no reminders sent out because you know, we're all in Portugal anyway. Um, so we've decided we're going to start this week. Okay. The, the footy corner is going to start this week with the contest. I will have a prize for the winner this year. There will be a trophy in winning the footy corner predictor game. I will make a trophy for us. Now here's the catch though. No more averages. So yes. this means you have to participate every week. If you miss a week, you're behind. That's what I'm going to say to people, just so you, people don't pick, you know, easy weeks. So we start this week. Are you guys ready for the prediction? Shall we kick it off? Let's go. All right. So I will, um, we'll start. I'll start and then I'll go Brian and Ari. Okay. Got it. Liverpool, Burnley. They're the early game Saturday. I got Liverpool four, Burnley nil. Salah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Same thing. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got three nil Salah. All right. So we all pretty consensus there. Aston Villa hosting Newcastle. I should be higher on Aston Villa, but I got 1-1. One, one. Callum Wilson's my goal scorer. I'll say 2-1 Villa and Ings. Mm-hmm. Um, I will second that. Okay, there you go. 2-1 Villa, Ings. Crystal Palace hosting Brentford and what will be interesting because Brentford now has an away match. London Derby. Yeah, that is a London Derby, but they're my boys. I got Palace 1, Brentford 2, and I think Tony's going to score a goal. I got one one and Tony. Mm-hmm. I got the same thing as uh, Ashin. Okay, two one Tony Brentford. All right, Leeds hosting Everton, and what I think is one of the more interesting matches this week. I, I've I've really highlighted four matches that I think are ones to watch. This is one of them. I got Leeds two Everton one. Bamford is my goal scorer because I, I think Leeds yeah. at home. Sorry, one more Leeds. I think this is their first game at home with that full crowd. Yep, yep, yep. That's gonna that's gonna oh. be. For me, yeah. pushes them to win. 2-1 That's Bamford. a good point. I had 2-2, two, two, but I'm going to say 2-0 Bamford. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah, I got 2-2 two, two Bamford. Okay, so that should be a fun one. Game. 
One that won't be as fun, I don't think. So, I mean, it will be like an exhibition, Man City, Norwich City. I got Man City four, Norwich one. And I think Riyad Mahrez is going to score. Jesus. Uh, all our goal scorers are the same. I have five nil Mahrez. There you go. Um, four nil Sterling. Okay. I do see that. Yeah. So we do have City scoring a lot of goals. Brighton hosting Watford. Watford did look good, but you guys know how I feel about Brighton. Brighton's at home. I got Brighton two, Watford nil, and I think Trissard's going to score this week. I have three one Brighton uh, with Mape. One nil Brighton Mape. All right, Neil Mape, the goal scorer last week. Southampton hosting Manchester United. I think United will carry the momentum, even though it's at Southampton. I got Southampton one, United three. Bruno, I have uh, Southampton one, United two, and I'm going to go with Pogba. I think he's going to find the back of the net this week. Cracker of a goal. Um, I hope he. I hope Greenwood starts up top again because I'll go two one Greenwood. All right, so we got a United sweep over here. Wolves and Tottenham. That's another one that I'm highlighting as a interesting matchup because you got Nuno against his former team. Yeah. Yeah, at Wolves, and so I think. It'll be Wolves one, Tottenham one, and I got Son as my goal scorer. I also have one one. I have Lucas Mora. All right. I have one two Son. So Tottenham winning. I think you know knows his old team very well and knows their weaknesses. All right, there you go. So that'll be a good one. Another highlighted match: Arsenal hosting Chelsea. First match at the Emirates with a decent crowd. Um, I don't think that'll change anything. I'm not, I, I just heard today Aubameyang's playing. I made this pick before I found that out, but it's not going to change. I got Arsenal nil, Chelsea two, and I think Romelu Lukaku will score in his first game back. I, ho- I hope that's the case. I have zero two Havertz. Um, and I don't think the home crowd is going to help Arsenal because Arsenal fans have been so bent out of shape and yeah, kind of down man. on the team. So <laughs> That's true. All right. Um, I, I assume Conte's playing in this one. So I think that's going to play a factor in a, a zero to two win for Chelsea. Um, fuck, man. I, I want to pick whoever's up top for Chelsea, but I don't know if it's going to be Warner or Lukaku. That's where I'm coming in across crossroads or crossroads. Um, Pulisic. There you go. I had a feeling you'd pick him. I almost did too. All right, so we all got Chelsea winning 2-0, different goal scores. I just I just feel like Chelsea is going to be so hard to break when uh, Jorginho and Conte are playing together. So that's going to be so freaking tough. That's true. And then what I consider, to me, the game of the week, the most interesting game, and I teach during it. So that's our first day of school. Maybe I'll let the kids out early for syllabus day. But uh, I'll see the end of it. West Ham hosting Leicester. I got West Ham two, Leicester one, and I think Mikel Antonio will break that record and become the all-time leading West Ham goal scorer in the Premier League. So I got two one, yeah, West Ham Antonio. Yeah, I have two two Antonio. I got one two Leicester Vardy. There you go. So Jamie Vardy will get back on the sheet. The the one game that we differ, all three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Were we the same across the board? I think uh, close to it. I think so. We, there was like a, a draw somewhere that I picked. Leeds Everton. Yeah. Leeds Everton was this only slight difference. Everything else or like Tottenham Wolves. One, one yeah. of them had not. Yeah, you're right. So we'll see what happens. Everyone else. Um, I guess the main suspects, Steve, Nikhil, Jeff at the footy corner too. You guys know how to do it. I'll send a reminder 
because it starts, there is a trophy this year and I'm, I'm going to try to see if we can, you know, leave uh, plates and, and spaces for names on a plate. So with that said, uh, let's go to the last segment, the gambling corner. All right. Uh, the gambling corner hasn't been as popular. Do any of you guys have any gambling corner picks or are you going to hold off? So in real life, I've been gambling <laughs> and holy roller coaster, man. Like, I need to settle down because the amount of highs and lows in my account has been going bananas. I think actually knows what type of money I mess with when I get, when I start winning and, and like just how much I actually start putting on the line. Let's just say I had a, too much money on a tennis parlay, <laughs> which included one, one women's match and one men's match. Oh my God. Didn't go in my favor. Shout out uh, uh, the open in Cincinnati right now. It's going on. There um, you go. Shout out Ohio. Shout out Brian. Um, <laughs> not Cincinnati. Um, but uh, it's been a whirlwind with tennis in real life. Um, tennis and a lot of soccer games. I had uh, a giant parlay get get ruined because of uh, <laughs> Tottenham losing the Ferrari. Oh, was that the only one that you lost? Uh, yeah. Oh, now I feel bad. Sorry, mate. I thought there I was could have won three hundred dollars. Huh? <laughs> oh shit! I could have won three hundred dollars. Good God! Well, um, I do apologize. But it's okay. I thought, I thought they, I much, another one lost in that one. That's how much I've been winning with, or how much I've been winning and losing. To say that three hundred dollars is okay. There you go. Yeah, but that's let's not get into that. All right. Think, yeah. Just, just so people want to know the flash score commentary from that match. Yeah, we'll save guys. One point stated, Harry Winks is obviously not following the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. He makes a bad challenge and leaves Maurizio Mariani with no other option than to blow for a foul. (laughs) Flash score commentary, if you ever want to watch it. That was sent today earlier by Arine himself. Um, Also, last week, someone got a red and it said it's time for him to take an early bath. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm, I'm assuming no gambling corner picks for you then, Arine? Oh, no. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Fuck it. I'm still gambling. What do you got? Just got to gamble responsibly. Um, You guys want to go first? Yeah, sure. Brian, I'm going to make my picks on Twitter. I haven't looked at anything. Fair play. I got got three. So you can think of yours, Ryan, while I go through these. I'm going to go three-team parlay to start us off. This is probably stupid, but I'm going to do it. I like United over Southampton, City over... Norwich and Liverpool over Burnley. These three wins uh, go at to plus 106 <laughs> if you take all three. Ooh, I was going to say, um, bro. I'm putting six to win 637. So that leaves me with four more dollars. And the other two, I'm going to go with ones that are high pluses, but I like their shut chances. Brentford at Palace, I'm taking them, putting two to win 380. They come in at plus 190. And Leeds against Everton. Leeds comes in at plus 140. I'm putting two to win 280. I might, I might up that. I might, I might actually make that bet in real life. Is what I mean uh, with more than two dollars. So we'll see. Those are my picks. I got, like I said, Brentford to win at Palace, Leeds to win against Everton at home, and then United City Liverpool parlay. How much are you putting on it? One more time. 
Six on the United City Liverpool parlay to win 637. Two on Brentford to win 380. That one I'm least confident of. And Leeds, $2 to win 280. But in real life, I will put probably either five or 10 on Leeds. I like okay. that. I have a three team parlay. All right. I'm going Villa, Brighton, and Leicester all to win, putting $4 to win 34.57. Oh, Jesus. And it's going to hit. So, okay. All right. That's straight up. That's my only one. I just want to go that's up early in this betting corner just to t- reclaim my throne. <laughs> and um, if you lose, it's only four. So you're good. Yeah. Lord. I mean, one of these bad boys is going to hit, and it's going to be every week. And okay. I mean, out of those three teams, which teams do you guys think is going to lose? Just put it that way. Leicester's winning. I got West Ham, mate. I got West Ham. You're getting drawn into the Mark Noble story, mate. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're a helpless romantic. That's exactly what it is. We'll see, though. It's the Mikel Antonio romance story that he's going to break the club record. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's all it is. Brian, you're making your your picks on Twitter, you said? Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I think uh, this episode is running its course. It's been a a good amount of time, I think. But it was the first week. Excitement was high. Things were big. Um, Hopefully, I'll have maybe one or both or who who knows next week uh, in the episode. Maybe earlier in the week. Maybe Wednesday. We'll see. Um, But, you know, everyone else enjoy this episode. Uh, you got one day between when it when it comes out and when the games start. And, uh, you know, don't forget your picks. Any last thing you guys want to say before we log off? No, Brian shook his head no. Nothing else for me today. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Anything from you, Ryan? Um, no, no, I got, I got nothing, man. All right. So let us now turn it over to our good friend. Not sure how he's doing in La Liga. Did, do you know if they did anything? Did they win? Did they like get a Super w? Cup? Yeah, so the loser of the Super Cup, let's turn it over to Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Thank you.